0: Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator
1: of Fam With Intention. And I'm Corinne, creator of Travel Based Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage.
0: How's your week going, Corrine? Staying and- on top of water? Barely. Barely. Bobbing like a buoy.
1: (laughs) I am leaving tomorrow afternoon to start my trek to the TPI Elite trip on Seabourn, which I'm excited to try out. I've never had butler service before and I don't know what I'll do with it. But um, you know how it is anytime you're about to travel, all of your clients need a lot of things. mm -hmm. Yes.
0: It's it's so they though. can feel the energy of you getting ready to leave. So mm-hmm. they're like, I gotta, I gotta overwhelm her. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. How about you? Pretty good so far. I would say this wave season has been the highest volume with the lowest stress level, <sighs> but I will say I'm getting to a point, you know, like you can book so many trips, but then you get to a point where you're like, okay. A large majority of my clients will be traveling within the next two months. And so I'm getting to that point because in March, April and May, we do have a lot of clients traveling. So I'm in a different mode now in my brain to be like, I need to make sure everyone has everything they need. I don't want things to get missed by myself. You know, like I want to control what I can control. Yeah. And we're kind of elevating our client experience right now. So um, I want to make sure they have all the stuff they need before they go on their trip. Make sure they read all their stuff, whether that's like me giving them a phone call and being like, we are going to run down yeah. your documents, especially if it's a very complex itinerary and they've been. De- they've demonstrated that they need a lot of handholding. Like those are the clients that I'm, I, that I'm most nervous about because I don't want any last minute panicking because I don't want to start panicking. So I'm in that mentality now to just like, I'm going to quiet my brain. Everything is fine. Do your due diligence with confirming hotels, you know, reaching out to the clients, all this stuff. I got this, but I'm at that point right now versus like crazy booking.
1: Yeah, I'm cranking out the final docs right now, and yeah. I'm super nervous <laughs> that something's gonna get miss- missed. But I'm training my assistant how to do it, so it's good because I'm going through everything so thoroughly, mm-hmm. and we have so many that the repetition is really gonna get him. Yeah, in tip-top shape. So I'm excited about that. Thank God for Trello because I don't know what I would do. Like mm-hmm. it's a mixture of
0: Trello and Google Calendar where I have like everyone's stuff. That's overlap with when I'm traveling. So then my assistant knows, okay, this is what we're going to be working with while Teresa's gone, that kind of thing. So whew, everything is organized, everything is good.
1: Organize, automate, dominate. <laughs> 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 well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we want to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travelmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business.
0: First up is an article from Travel Pulse on the 19 Caribbean all-inclusive resorts with the finest dining. So I know a lot of times when we talk about all-inclusives at least for me and my clients for those who have never been their one of their top concerns is the quality of food. Yeah. They're just like they're just afraid that it's all inclusive that it's just going to be, you know, the, the worst quality meats, the worst quality alcohol, all this stuff. So Being able to tell them, hey, this is considered fine dining, or choose these resorts, or you get what you pay for when you do all-inclusive resorts. Yep. That is typically what I do. And if you haven't gotten a chance to go see some of the resorts in person and try their food in person, I mean, that's definitely a great way
1: to see for yourself. When someone says to me, I'm a foodie and I want to go to an all-inclusive, I get a little bit stressed out. So, th- listen guys, we have two lists for you today, and we like these lists because this is like a goldmine of content for your marketing. So we've got 19 all-inclusive resorts with good food, and then we're going to follow that up with 15 tips and tricks for travelers heading to Europe this summer. So go find these articles in the show notes and use all this information in your social media, your newsletters, whatever.
0: Yeah. Or at least for an FYI. I mean, if you want to keep these 19 resorts in your back pocket to pull from for those quote unquote foodies, go ahead. And we'll link them in the show notes. So first on the list is the Plaza de la la Playa. And I know this has been a really popular resort for, for advisors to be visiting it opened in late 2021 and it has a lot of um, high end restaurants that are run by celebrity chefs.
1: Yep. Obviously, Mexico is going to be all over this list because number two is Garza Blanca Resort and Spa in Cancun. That is actually one of the newest all-inclusive luxury resorts resorts in Mexico, and it's already known for its high-end dining options. They also have properties in Puerto Vallarta and Los Cabos. And so just like those, this one has several gourmet restaurants on site.
0: Next, we're headed to Azul Beach Resort Negril jamaica uh it's a charisma property so resort guests get the benefit of this hotel brand's quote-unquote gourmet inclusive offerings there are six upscale eateries and they serve everything from caribbean cuisines to italian and thai as well as premium cocktails and wines at seven different bars
1: yep and back to mexico we go for unico riviera maya This is the adults-only all-inclusive, and they offer an array of cuisine options featuring locally sourced ingredients and a diverse mix of international flavors. Fine dining selections include a Mediterranean restaurant, high-end Mexican eatery, and an Asian restaurant with Japanese cuisine, teppanyaki, yakitori, and sushi.
0: Next is Margaritaville Island Reserve, Capcana in the DR. And I'm heading here in April for a conference, so I'm excited to try the food here in person. It recently opened in November of 2021, and part of the margarita brand definitely laid back. So there's burgers, fries, to upgraded seafood and steaks, so...
1: Maybe yeah. I do love a good burger. I do a love a good burger. A little cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I cannot wait. <laughs> I think Margaritaville is charisma, isn't it? So charisma is usually reliable in the food department.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And back to Mexico <laughs> looking at Ibera we did not star. plan this you guys <laughs> <laughs> no I star selection Cancun coral level that's good to know because this resort is like on my radar but not a go-to but maybe mm-hmm. it will be more of a go-to if I know they have great food it says they have so um The resort is known for its excellent customer service and surprisingly refined dining options which offers japanese hibachi mexican food italian fare and a high-end steakhouse and a renowned american bistro even serves kentucky fried chicken new orleans salmon and barbecue ribs for a taste from home that's fun
0: (laughs) next is sandals royal barbados and this, ha- this resort has 20 different dining options, a lot, including Caribbean fare, Italian, Indian, French-style, sushi, New York-style steakhouse, and five-star premium spirits are available 24 hours a day. So you'll never get tired of the
1: food. Yeah. Then we're looking at Spice Island Beach Resort in Grenada. They say that travelers heading there will love the dining options. This is a Black-owned luxury resort with a spectacular location on Grand Ants Beach. I don't know how you pronounce that. Ants? Anse? Uh, the all-inclusive hotel boasts several award-winning restaurants that serve food for a range of tastes, from its Caribbean meets Creole eatery mm, to its Sea and Surf Oceanfront Bar and Grill. This Resort is the only resort in Grenada to receive the coveted AAA Five Diamond award for quality. Mm. Next,
0: TRS Coral in Mexico. I don't know if you watch Love Is Blind on Netflix. I do. I that is my guilty pleasure is trash reality TV. But I will say <laughs> they do have their. It does have its moments. Love Is Blind. It does. Like there are moments where I actually tear up. So oh. I'm not saying to watch it. I'm just saying if you do watch it, it's okay. Uh, So they recently hosted the new season of Love is Blind, um, and it sits on the beach of Costa Mujeres, and it offers four international a la carte restaurants and an Ibiza-style beach club. Dining options include Argentinian Eatery, El Gaucho, and La Boheme, which specializes in classic recipes like steak tartare, French onion soup, foie gras, and crepes. It's always fun to watch reality shows and then try to guess where they are. I know oh, yes. in the first season Real I'm like that's vibes. <laughs> mm-hmm. in the first mm-hmm. season I'm like that's Gran Velas. I know I can recognize the terraces with like the, the greenery and the flowers coming off of it.
1: Speaking of Gran Velas, the oh. next one is Gran Velas Riviera Maya <laughs> in Mexico. This is one of the most elegant, all-inclusive resorts in all of Mexico, but it's also a hot spot for foodies. This one doesn't surprise me one bit. They have the most varied and fresh food and beverage program in the region with 15 different dining options to choose from, which include Mexican fine dining, gourmet French cuisine, upscale Asian dining, and Northern Italian cuisine, and guests can enjoy premium liquor brands and custom cocktails across the entire venue.
0: Next up is Curtain Bluff in Antigua. It is an iconic all-inclusive five-star sanctuary that has great ocean view views and renowned fine dining options. There is the landmark restaurant, The Sea Grape. It's an open-air eatery that features inventive Italian and Antiguan takes on dishes like yellowtail, tuna carpaccio, and mm. beetroot gnocchi. Another fan favorite is their Tamarin Restaurant, which focuses on offering a rotating five-course menu with salads, seafood, and outstanding meat courses every
1: evening. Yummy. Okay, then we're going to St. Lucia for Serenity at Coconut Bay. This is a couples-only all-inclusive resort that is known for its high-end dining options. Guests can visit the Great House, the resort's fine dining restaurant. Uh, This is built around St. Lucia's farm or fresh farm to table ingredients, as well as delicious vegan selections. I was trying to combine delicious and vegan. (laughs) (laughs) The menu highlights include sesame ginger tuna, rack of lamb, coconut cream pie and vegan beef shepherd's pie, just to name a few. Next is
0: LeBlanc Spa Resort in Cancun. This is, this is I feel like, a fan favorite, too. Every time when people are like, we're looking for something high-end, LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. You not only get 24-hour room service, but you can choose from six different restaurants serving everything from Italian fare to Asian fusion. On-site bars also offer unique cocktails made from premium ingredients and liquor.
1: Next, Sandals Royal Bahamian in the Bahamas. This is one of the best all-inclusive resorts in Nassau. That's not real hard to do. But I
0: was just going to say, I'm like, compared to what?
1: (laughs) But it's very popular with picky eaters. There are 10 different gourmet restaurants and cuisines on offer range from French to fresh Italian and seafood. Of course, guests here can also enjoy premium liquors, Robert Mondavi Twin Oaks wines, and Jamaica Blue Mountain coffee. Next is
0: TRS Capcana in the DR, located in the most exclusive part of Punta Cana. Uh, TRS Capcana offers numerous fine dining options, including their izakaya Restaurant, which features the unique textures and flavors of Japanese street food in a relaxed Mm. and calm atmosphere. Meanwhile, the resort's beachfront restaurant, Helios, serves fresh seafood and sushi, delicious sandwiches, and refreshing cocktails.
1: I have to take a little sidebar here. Speaking of Japanese street food or just general Asian amazing street food we were just on the Norwegian Prima for TPI Rocks oh and now i just lost the name of the restaurant on the ship but it is mostly like asian street food oh, something like is it the night, night market
0: yeah i don't think it's called the night market what's it called I remember that's where we use our specialty dining and they're like, you can choose eight dishes. mm -hmm. And I'm just like, so you're telling me that one person would choose eight dishes and like, that's just for them. They're small, but they're also big. Like there are some big
1: portions. I think we split it between like six people. It was so good. It was delicious. So if you find yourself on the Norwegian Prima and I'm sorry to our reps that we don't remember the name of the restaurant, Find that restaurant and go there. It was so good. I'm, like, trying to look it up right now because, like, the food okay. there was amazing. Okay, so you do that, and I'll go on to the next resort, which is Senesta Ocean Point Resort in St. Martin. This resort makes it possible to enjoy an adult-only, all-inclusive experience with breathtaking views over Maho Bay Exemplary foods are offered throughout the property and the cliffside and oceanfront Azul restaurant serves authentic specialties by executive chef Francisco Almonte. Every meal is carefully created using seasonal ingredients and fresh vegetables enhanced by the restaurant's international wine list. It was called food Republic. Food Republic. That is exactly. it. That's
0: the one. Yeah.
1: So good. Want to go to there. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And you cannot miss the live band at Sid Normans. My God, that live band. Anyway, next up Mm -hmm. is Colony Club by Elegant Hotels in Barbados. Guests can try something new at the island's first of its kind rum vault. This vault features 150 rums from all over the world and guests can enjoy personalized rum tastings, sweet rum and chocolate pairings, and an
1: intimate rum paired multi-course dinner created by Chef Wayne Maynard. And I just realized it said 19 resorts, but it's going to be 20. Um, The next one is Sleeping Giant Rainforest Lodge, Belize. So this is located in the lush jungles of Belize, and guests can book an array of all-inclusive vacation packages that pair stays with other properties in the Belize collection. This hotel features stunning views in a natural setting, along with fine dining options at the Grove House, which was named Restaurant of the Year in 2018 and 2019 by the Belize Tourism Board. Popular dishes include barbecue pigtail, carne asada, and butcher's cup rib chops, to name a few that you can enjoy. So there's 19 because
0: the first slide was just an intro. I realized it. As soon as I said (laughs) it, I felt like a real (laughs) dum-dum. Last is the Hyatt Zalara Rose Hall in Jamaica. It's adults only. And there are seven different restaurants and bars where they can try French style cuisine and Jamaican beachfront dining with
1: local specialties like curry seafood and marinated shrimp salad. As someone who books a lot of all-inclusive packages, you can't go wrong with a Hyatt Zolara. You really can't. I never get anything but raving feedback from Hyatt Zalar, la, la, la. <laughs> Um The only thing I think that is important is a lot of times the Hyatt Zolara is attached to the Ziva, which makes it there's some crossover with families. So if someone really just does not want to lay eyes on a child, you know, pay attention <laughs> to that.
0: <laughs> but, just close your eyes when they're walking by.
1: <laughs> But seems to just always be a good choice. <laughs> all right. Now we're going to go into 15 tips, and I bet that's accurate. 15 tips and tricks for travelers heading to Europe this summer. This is another Travel Pulse article, and I thought this was really juicy because we all are about to enter the season when all of our clients are going to Europe. So we might want to incorporate some of this advice even in our prep emails. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So
0: um, buy tickets to attractions ahead of time. I think we all know this. Yes. So for things like you have a picture of the Sagrada Familia here, definitely you want to buy tickets. And for clients who come to me who are like, we don't want a very full and scheduled itinerary. I'm like, I get that. But if there are certain things you really want to see, we need to get tickets in advance for that. I don't need to show up and not be able to get in.
1: Yeah, I always say, if you have your heart set on seeing something, you need to schedule that. Everything else, you can play by ear if you want, but you don't want your heart broken because you went all the way to Paris to see the Eiffel Tower and you didn't get to go. Yeah. Uh, The next tip is the early bird gets rewarded. So, obviously, you're on vacation. Oftentimes, you want to sleep in. Though, I don't really notice that much of people who are going to Europe. They're more, mm-hmm. more on a trip than a vacation. Sure. But, obviously, waking up early will help you avoid the hottest parts of the day, especially in places like Spain, Portugal, Italy, and Greece. And you get to experience a more serene side of any destination. I love to get up early in the morning so I can go snap pictures.
0: Yeah, I do it for the grams.
1: Yeah i do it for the grand 4 a.m. wake-up calls. Worth it. And it says, don't worry, you'll get to catch up on your sleep during siesta time, an honored tradition of laying low for a few hours in the afternoon in much of Southern Europe. I know I'm definitely on the siesta plan.
0: Yeah, I wish I was too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Next on the list, I think it's a little surprising for me to see, so I'm learning something here too. Um, the sixth month is super If you haven't booked your summer trip yet and are still on the fence about dates, I've got two words for you. Choose June. June has all the magic of summer in Europe, but since European schools don't tend to break up for the year until July, you're still beating a chunk of the crowds. Plus, the temperatures in June are slightly cooler than in July and August, and it is also a great month for events as midsummer takes place in Scandinavia, feast day street parties take over Portugal, and music and folk festivals take center stage all
1: over the continent. I feel very validated. We will be going to Europe in like the middle chunk of June. So there is no need to bring lots of cash. I have this conversation so much with clients. So just like in North America, with every passing year, card and electronic payments are becoming more and more the norm in Europe. So you're going to be able to use your card almost everywhere this summer and increasingly also Apple Pay and Google Pay. This author says that on a recent trip, they used electronic payments for everything from metro tickets to meals and runs to the local supermarket. So while it is wise to show up in Europe with a small amount of the local currency, there's no need to bring a ton of cash with you. Enough money to get you from the airport to the hotel is probably enough, and it might not ever end up leaving your wallet. My advice is usually not so much about the electronic payments, but that you're going to get the best currency exchange rate at a bank ATM in Europe. So I always say the same thing, like get a hundred euros, fine, show up with some money so you can tip people if you need to or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for sure, don't go to the airport and get yourself a thousand euros that you might not need. And now it makes me happy to know that more and more yeah. we can just use electronic forms of payment.
0: I feel a lot of it too is country dependent because there are some European countries that I feel like are less able to take credit cards. Like, do you feel like in Croatia there was more like cash only places than yes. places that took credit cards?
1: Yeah. I just feel like it's probably country dependent too. Well, but- yeah, but again, the ATM is usually the way to go. And, but the thing is you do need to just pay attention to, you know, if, if, If you're using credit cards, if you have a foreign transaction fee, Mm -hmm. you really want to try to use a card that doesn't.
0: Mm -hmm. Next is avoid conversion confusion. So recently in Thailand, I went to an ATM machine and I went to take some money out. And they asked you, would you prefer to take out this amount in bot or, you know, the equivalent of this in USD? And always choose the local currency because you are getting yep. a better rate when you do that. I know it can be a little bit confusing because you're like, oh, US dollars, that might be better. No, go with the local currency. Um, you will definitely get a better conversion rate. Also, if a restaurant gives you the choice, sometimes if you go there and you use your Amer- uh, your US credit card, it'll ask, do you want to pay in US dollars or do you want to pay in euros? Always choose the local currency. Yep.
1: The next one is minimize the screen time, which, I mean, it's just an opinion. Make me. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Exactly. They're recommending that you put the phone in your pocket and embrace the moment as often as you can. Better yet, don't even switch your phone out of airplane mode once you land. Just use it as a camera and on Wi-Fi where available. But besides that, try to keep it on the back burner. You'd be shocked at how much time you can lose in your hotel doing mindless browsing that you could do at home. And if you have to send some social media updates or research restaurants and trip stuff, you can always do it from a cafe or bar where Wi-Fi is very common and you can combine screen time with savoring a genuine European experience. I always laugh because as travel advisors, and I even notice it with some of my friends, we feel obligated to be posting in real time on the fly. I've tried to convince myself, just take the photos and then put the phone down and post later. You do not have to actually post while you're driving by something.
0: What if you're doing mindful browsing? Can I do that? (laughs) I am very I would like to know the definition of mindful (laughs) browsing. (laughs) Um, Next tip is that tipping is a thing. So someone started a rumor a while back that there's no tipping in Europe, but as someone who has lived there, the author, for nearly a decade, they want to set something straight. There is plenty of tipping in Europe. It's usually not 20% like in the US, but it's almost always something. Obviously, it depends on which country you're in, but a 10% tip at a restaurant is pretty standard and always appreciated. You'll want to do your research for the countries you're visiting, of course, and keep an eye out for the fact that some restaurants will include service. When service is included, there is no need to add anything extra to it. I have a great app called Tipster Guide. Only and available will...
1: on Apple
0: phones. Just want
1: to. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so, so if you have um, an iPhone, tipster guide, you tr- like as long as you have Wi-Fi, it will um, locate you and tell you what the tipping etiquette is where you currently are, which I really like. It's very fast. So that if I'm in a situation where I'm like, oh, what is the etiquette here? Like with a tour guide or I went and had a foot massage somewhere in Barcelona, you know, like It's nice to be able to just open that app and Mm -hmm. and see what you need to do. The next one is a little language goes a long way. You don't have to learn a new language before your trip, but knowing a few common phrases will come in handy and endear yourself to the locals. Some of the most useful phrases to learn in the local language are hello, please. Thank you. Excuse me. And at least the basics of asking for an item at a shop or restaurant. Um, how come they're not mentioning where is the bathroom that's, that's a pretty important one we like to i know teresa does the same thing i do i do what which is add some language tips in a lot of our final documents or in guides that we make the author says they like to ask someone is english okay in their native language before speaking to them so even where even in countries where english is common this can break the ice and at least makes you look like you're trying. And that goes a long way, especially in France. I was just going to
0: bring up France because one time I was in college traveling with my, my friends, we were doing a semester in England. And so we like went to Marseille for a weekend and (laughs) I was ordering a taxi and I was like, do you speak English? I asked in French and he was like, no. And I'm like, great. But I took in high school, and I was actually really good at it, so I was able to get through ordering a taxi. But you never know what you're going to get when you ask. You, is English okay?
1: You better say bonjour when you go into a store or a restaurant, or you're yeah. likely going to be ignored.
0: Next on the list is to be flexible on flights. There's no rule that says you can only do a round trip flight in and out of Europe, so called. Quote, unquote, open jaw tickets where you fly into one city, but return home from another can save you money from having or can save you from having to double back to the start of your trip, saving you time and money. Another thing to remember is that since the rail network is so efficient and widespread in Europe, if you find a good deal on a flight to a city near the one you ultimately want to visit, it might be worth it to go for it and just take the train after you land. For example... If you want to go to Paris, but can fly into Brussels, Geneva, or London for a couple of hundred bucks less a person, then chances are the flight and train combination might still end up
1: saving you a chunk of cash. I need to be... I'm getting on a celebrity cruise departing from Ravenna in June, and I was looking at flight prices, and of course, you know, I need to lie flat on the way over, so that makes things extra complicated, and... I'm flying to Barcelona for two nights first and I'm just going to go there and eat my face off (laughs) and then take um, Ryanair over to Bologna and then train to Ravenna. But you can be creative.
0: Yeah, I would check how much the train ticket is from where you are planning Mm -hmm. on landing and where you are planning on going to see if that flight savings is worth it. And not just flight savings, but the extra logistics is going to oh, take yeah. for you to go because like going from London to Paris, I feel like that train ticket is like a hundred euros or something or 150 it's euros. It's not cheap. No. So definitely check the train prices before yeah. you commit to flying to another city.
1: Well, and it's like, for me it's extra days, but I love Barcelona and yes. I want to go have some Fidewa and the friends that I'm going with have never been to Europe and they want to see as much as possible. So it just worked out. We are obviously more flexible than a lot of our clients because we don't have such finite time to travel. All right. The next tip is sometimes less is more. I couldn't agree more. Taking off a huge list of things to see and do on a trip to Europe can be thrilling, but it can also be tiring. I actually have that on my inquiry form. Are we... Just checking things off a list, or do you actually want to experience the destination? <laughs> it says always remember to balance out pre-planned visits to famous tourist attractions with a couple hours of relaxation, where there's nothing in the cards in order to recharge your batteries. And for every site or two that you put a checkmark next to on your list, make sure to build in times with fewer things to do or you could just wander around and stumble into serendipitous experiences because these memories just might end up being the ones you cherish the most. That's my favorite, favorite uh, paragraph of this article.
0: The number of times I've had to advise against Italy and Greece in 10 days. Mhm. But for the most part, they listen.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Next on the list is to pack your personality Love films? Then why not think of seeing a movie in Europe? Never miss a Sunday service back home? Then make sure to stop into a European church. Live for live music? The continent is crawling with music clubs. No matter what you like to do for fun back home, there's a way to experience it with a European twist on your summer trip, and you're bound to form a memory you won't soon forget. Mm -hmm. I am pretty boring at home, so I go on vacation to do things that I don't do (coughs) at home. Like, I don't really go to live music at home, but when I'm abroad, like, or like, in Europe somewhere, like in Dublin or something, I'm going to live music stuff at pubs oh, all the time because yeah. I can.
1: Yep, absolutely. Oh, this might be my favorite paragraph. So the next tip <laughs> is to swing through the store. And by the store, they mean the supermarket. And <laughs> I am such a nerd that going to the supermarket pretty much anywhere that's not where I live is like a, a fun activity for me. Um, It says, supermarkets are a great place to take the pulse of a destination and also grab snacks. Just walking the aisles and comparing brands and prices to things back home is an experience unto itself. As you'd guess, the pasta aisle in Italy and the cheese section in France are worth it alone. Even if you just grab a bag of chips and a local brand of soda, it will prove to be a trip memory and will probably save you some money over the corner convenience store. Also gifts. I was There's like a grocery mm-hmm. store in Vienna where you can get all these chocolates for way cheaper than at any of the gift shops. Tracy fell in love with paprika potato chips last time we were in Europe.
0: Yeah, I bought a ton of Madeira wine at the grocery store in between sessions at a conference I was in in Madeira last year. It was just so easy to go in there grab the bottles and they had this passion fruit soda that was so delicious. Mm. I got so obsessed. And so I just bought a bunch of bottles to bring home as well. And the housekeeping lady, she saw it it was so heavy that I had to borrow their rolling basket from the supermarket (laughs) to bring back to the hotel. And I was like, can I bring this back? He's like, yes, yes. (laughs) So she saw me bringing the cart out again and she starts laughing and she said, brisa which is like the passion fruit soda and like the the wine I'm like yes yes that was me that was me next is to pack light as the saying goes take half the clothes and twice the money and while your budget is up to you no one ever regrets packing light false ever false (laughs) (laughs) obviously we all have our own sense of fashion and want to look good in those vacation snaps but just keep in mind that if you're visiting in summer you won't need a ton of thick clothes and the lighter your bags are the easier it is going to be to get around and guess what if you discover that you absolutely positively need something it becomes an excuse to do some shopping
1: i was just discussing with my business partner today if she started packing for our trip she's like no but you know i'm gonna overpack as usual and i was like would you be embarrassed if i just wore the same dress to dinner every night. And she's like, are you bringing a carry-on again? I'm like, "No, I am. <laughs> next is embrace park life. You can't come to Europe in the summer and not spend some time in one of the continent's sensational urban parks. From the English Garden in Munich to City Park in Budapest and Vondel Park in Amsterdam, seemingly every city outdoes the next with peaceful urban escape made for picnicking and soaking up the season pack some snacks and some drinks, grab a Frisbee, and you might just make some new friends.
0: Last on the list, things won't be all perfect all the time, (laughs) which is so true. Um, Always remember that while Europe is indeed a wonderful place, big trips have lots of moving parts and things can go wrong from time to time, but you can't let it get to you. You might miss a train or you might get lost, but almost always these moments of frustration turn into stories that you will end up cherishing Almost as much as those times, everything went smoothly as can be. Word. And in most mm-hmm. cases, any rough patch is short-lived, and you'll soon be enjoying a magical European experience and laughing at dinner about the funny thing that happened to you earlier that
1: day. We shared just such an experience trying to get from <laughs> Nice to Milan. <laughs> and we couldn't get on the train because people just wouldn't move out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> they left without us, and we
0: ended up spending. I think like six hours at that Mm. random train station we closed down the restaurant. We ate everything on the menu. We drank everything on the menu. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. But it was such a great experience. That was such a
1: great experience. It really was. So that's a lot of stuff for you, (laughs) for you guys to save and write about wherever you want to write about it, or just keep it in your little back pocket of knowledge in case you need to know where to send your foodies and whatnot. So are we ready for some excess baggage? Oh, yeah. Okay, it's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, G Adventures is returning to Peru starting on March 1st. They also report that Oceana Cruises has chosen celebrity chef Giada De Laurentiis, the former host of Food Network's Giada at Home, as godmother of its newest ship, Vista, which debuts this May. An article from Travel Age West says that longer and more active river cruises are trending for 2023. Travel Weekly reports that Norwegian Cruise Line will slow the release of its last four Prima class ships as the brand builds them bigger and equips the last two to use green methanol as an alternative fuel. The third and fourth Prima ships will have a 10% increase in gross tonnage compared to the first ship in the class, making them around 157,000 gross tons. Those prima ships are expected to be delivered in 2025 and 2026, respectively. Another one from them announces that Mexico City has welcomed the opening of Andes Mexico City Condesa, the first urban Andes property in Mexico. The hotel is in a trendy, trendy and beautiful Condesa neighborhood known for its art galleries, boutiques, and restaurants. Designed with an art deco flair, the hotel fits right into the eclectic and exciting neighborhood. I'm actually going to be dining there at the end of this month, and it just occurred to me maybe we should just stay there. (laughs) Next, Travel Pulse reports that beginning Wednesday, March 1st, St. Lucia has introduced an online embarkation disembarkation form. Government officials say will enable even more seamless electronic processing of travelers. They also report that Hong Kong and Macau are lifting COVID-related mask mandates. According to Travel Agent Central, Unico is set to open its second property in Jamaica. The all-inclusive adults-only resort will have 451 rooms when it opens. They also report that Swan Hellenic has appointed seasoned cruise industry professionals Eric Bacon and Kelly Predmeski to strengthen its sales support. Very exciting news for the Kelly Predmeski fan club, which I think we are the co-presidents of. And our high note today is from afar. Europe is pushing back the ETIAS entry system until 2024. And that's it for excess baggage.
0: I feel like that ETIAS is like the European real ID. Like will it happen? It's just going to keep get, it. It's just going to keep yep, we're just going to keep doing that. That's fine. At least it's at least you guys took action on something even yeah. though we're going to delay the rolling out of it. That's fine with me. Yeah. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news. We're just sharing it.
1: If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes.
0: Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you all next week or a couple of weeks
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. I'll be on a boat <laughs> next week. <laughs> so it'll be a couple weeks. <laughs> Bye. Cause, 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 no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Because no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.